Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. I believe we need to get some confidence back in our court, and that means we need more justices on the United States Supreme Court. And I know that's something you support. Thank it's you. It's happened before. We've, we've done it before. We need to do it again. Of course you do, because when you're losing, the answer is to change the rules, right? <laughs> Elizabeth Warren wants to expand the tribe, if you will. Wants to expand the court. See what I did there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on a Friday on the Chris Plant Show. He's on holiday and a uh, busy day indeed, a historic day. The first of the last two rulings out of the Supreme Court came out just as we were in the break. And the court has ruled in favor of the Christian web designer. The web designer can refuse to violate Colorado's law, which would have forced her to make websites that contradicted her religious beliefs. And that's a good thing. 6-3 decision. 6-3 decision. So uh, Ms. Smith does not have to be forced to make those websites. As Gorsuch wrote, Colorado seeks to compel speech. Ms. Smith does not wish to provide. And that is all about the First Amendment. That is fantastic. 6-3 decision. Of course, uh, the uh, three witches of the Supreme Court have ruled or written the dissent. You, um, you're going to have fun reading it, right? Sotomayor, Kagan, Jackson. But it's a 6-3 decision. Gorsuch writing the decision. And uh, that's a wonderful thing. That's great, great, great stuff. We're waiting on the student loan thing. I think we're going to get that, too. I think this is going to be impetus for Elizabeth Warren and others of her, of her ilk to once again raise the specter of why can't we pack the court? Well, you can't and you shouldn't. Even uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the late Ruth Bader Ginsburg, was against it. So uh, that's fun for me when we have decisions like this. Yesterday, we, we've been talking about the Supreme Court decision regarding affirmative action. And then uh, at the end of the show yesterday, we got the news that Joe, Joe Biden was going to be over at uh, MSNBC. And he was going to sit down with Nicole Wallace, someone who, like Joe Scarborough, claims still to be you know, either related to Republicans or Republicanism or once worked as Republicans, even though they've, drink, they've uh, drunk the Kool-Aid as it were, of the progressive world. And so we got some fun yesterday by watching Joe Biden on MSNBC. Uh, and Joe, Joe is just amazing. He never ceases to mumble, stumble, and bumble. And yesterday, he mixed up the founding documents once again, Joe Biden and the uh, 
the problem between the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. The Constitution says we hold these truths to be self and all men and women are created equal, endowed by their creator. It's the uniqueness of America. We never fully lived up to it. We never walked away from it. And this court seems to say that no, that's not always the case. The idea there's no right of privacy in the Constitution, giving states power that we fought a war over <laughs> in 1860. Um, you know, I, I just think it's, um, this is not your father's Republican Party. Just throw whatever random statement bounces around in your head, Joe. Uh, this is not your father's Republican Party. Uh, we fought a war over this in 1960. Wait a minute. Did we fight a war over this in 1960? He's only off by a hundred years. In terms of the age of the planets, he's, that's, a, that's a, an accounting error. That's a rounding error. That's government accounting. But to say that the Constitution says all men, and I believe he also added women in there, misquoting once again uh, the Declaration of Independence, but mislabeling it. If the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence were considered pronouns, Joe Biden could be up for some sort of cancellation for using the wrong pronoun, the wrong label. He keeps calling the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence by, by the other one's name. The Constitution says we hold these truths to be self and all men and women are created equal. Yeah, all men and women. Well, maybe he's made a portmanteau for us. Maybe Joe has smushed men and women together and said, all men, women. All men, women are created equal. That might be the case here. No one knows because we're not allowed to ask if his brain has been tested. Uh, he continued on MSNBC, and uh, Joe wants us to know that reporters tell him there are no more editors in the world. I just think that it's a matter of, um, and, and this is not a criticism of the press, it's an observation. There's a lot to be worried about around the world. And talking to a lot of reporters, they tell me, I'm going to be careful what I say. <laughs> a, a number of reporters have indicated that there's no editors anymore huh. on what they do. The most unusual thing about that statement, other than the, the just random wanderingness around the topic by Joe Biden, he's just stumbling around the topic is Nicole Wallace is obviously uncomfortable with the guy's deterioration. The cognitive deterioration is so evident, so apparent, that she just says, huh. And she does it again, I think, as well. Uh, Joe continued uh, on MSNBC, and uh, this is uh, when the reporter told Joe he needed a brand or nobody will listen to him. I had one reporter tell me that, uh, you know, uh, um I, I'm a reporter, but I got my one of my editors of the newspaper came to me and said, "You don't have a brand yet." You need, it was a major newspaper. They said, well, "I'm not. A, I'm not an editorial writer. But you need a brand so people will watch you, listen to you because of what they think you're going to say." And I, I just think um, there's a lot changing. Again, where is the connect, connective tissue in his thinking? You need a brand. And this quote is odd because just two quotes ago, Joe told us that reporters told him there's really not any editors anymore. And then this guy comes out and says, well, one reporter told me that his editor told him I needed a brand. 
And I'm sure when he said that to Joe, Joe said, I wonder, do I get it on the left cheek or the right cheek? And what do I get? Do I get Build Back Better? Maybe that would be a Joe Biden tramp stamp that would say Build Back Better just above the butt. He could have a tat put there. He could even do temporary tats because, you know, they'd all buy them. They can merchandise. That's a free idea for you, Democrats. Uh, Build Back Better right above the bum. And you could put on temporary like henna tats that you get at the street fairs. But Joe's saying he needs a brand. Of course, he's talking about the Bidenomics, which makes no damn sense. It's amazing how quickly that Bidenomics appears to have been shelved or have they paused it thinking maybe it's not the branding that they needed. Maybe, maybe. And then there was the, the very end of the show. Nicole Wallace is, is finishing up and you can't see it obviously because it's radio. Maybe you've seen it or it's on the front pages of several papers around the country today, not on the Washington Post or the New York Times. Joe Biden suddenly getting up and walking off the set while Nicole Wallace is still speaking. Mr. President, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very Nicole, much. I appreciate it's great to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Don't go anywhere. It's a very exciting day around here. Um, we'll have reaction and analysis to everything we just heard from the president. We'll be back after a short break. Do you think she sounds a little stunned? Don't go anywhere. And I wonder if Joe didn't even hear that because usually he'd freeze when he hears that. But Joe got up. And I have two theories. Two theories on this one. One of them involves Joe being a senior citizen, maybe needing a potty break. Because when the train's getting ready to leave the station, you really, you really can't change the schedule. That's, that's the way things work out. And I, I've been around enough seniors. We've, we've dealt with aging parents to the point where you recognize the signs. He got up out of that chair pretty darn quickly and then started a normally, normally slow gait and, and uh, accelerated. Now, true to form, MSNBC started their morning joke show today at 6 a.m. by defending Joe Biden, by defending his striding off the set. Uh, Joe Scarborough, of course, leading the defense. I'm going to say, though, a little concerned. The New York Post, they have on the cover of, 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 of uh, online, like Joe Biden walking off set, right? And it, it, it's like he kind of got lost and kind of like Barnacle. When we'll ask him a question, he walks off in the middle of, of a, a question because he wants to get to the airport and get back to Boston. Yeah. But they act like, like Biden was confused. No, he, he just, he's president of the United States. He said, thank you, and I'm going to leave now. People do that to us all the time, and they don't end up on the front page of the New York Post. Well, they also don't have the nuclear codes and regularly screw up the language, mistaking the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence for one another or misunderstanding how affirmative action worked, uh, among a hundred things. And I can't believe they spent 35 seconds on the opening of the program defending that. It means that must be a trending topic. It means that must be a question being raised by many, even those on the left, saying, wait a minute, what's he doing there? Why, why didn't he just wait? Because he usually turns and just smiles at the camera. You know, even in the White House, those brief moments where they have a, a visiting dignitary from another country. Last, last week it was Pres Prime Minister Modi from uh, India. And after they finished and the White House is trying to shoo all the reporters out, 
Joe just sits and stares at the press. Why didn't he do that? I I believe it's because um, he had a he had a, a, a physical emergency. Maybe Scarborough continued his defense of Biden, but also raised a couple of questions. I mean, I get it. He says God saved the Queen. I mean, I'm a big Sex Pistols fans too. I'm probably not going to end <laughs> though uh, speech with that. Uh, he confuses Iraq and Ukraine. I get all of that stuff, but some of this stuff is just ridiculous. Is it? Is it ridiculous? Now, they were all in on this. I'm sure the early morning meeting, the pre-production meeting of, of the Morning Joke crew said, oh, we got to We got to defend this. It's trending everywhere. Even Willie Geist chimed in. President Biden talked to Nicole Wallace right in our studio at, at 30 Rock, and they had a cordial goodbye. Nicole's reading the tease to get to the next segment, and he walks by, and apparently that's front page news now. But there is a theme if you read certain newspapers, including the newspaper of record for Morning Joe, or you watch certain TV programs about Joe Biden, suggesting there's an age problem, suggesting that he sort of dodders and wanders, and he does misspeak, and we talk about that all the time. But it's probably not the most important thing that happened yesterday. Really? It's not the most important thing that happened when the most powerful guy in the universe appears to wander off the set while the host is throwing to break, still not finished? No, it's probably not the most important. And you did say he dodders, he wanders, he misspeaks. Just, just write all that off because your party's in power. They also called in the troops. Al Sharpton was there as well. And he had to opine on what it all meant. When the president left the studio from Nicole, he came and met with me for about 10 or 15 minutes. He probably was looking for where his meetings were going to be when he was leaving. Yeah. He was not stumbling around. Oh. The Secret Service was directing no. him. I think Alex has a picture of him and I meeting here. So he wasn't lost. Right. I think the post was lost. Yeah, sure. Sure. Al Sharpton carrying water. And that's how he stays so fit, carrying water for the Democrats. Uh, Scarborough wrapped it up, of course, and put a button on it for everybody. Yeah, no, he he wasn't lost at all. I mean, you can see you can see again him him in a hurry to get out of the chair and get out and meet somebody really important. And we all know that person, Rev, was you. <laughs> that person, Rev, is you. Yeah, meeting with a scammer like Sharpton, meeting with a racist like Sharpton. Yeah, that's, that's really important. That's why you get up and leave and amble off the set. There's more. Again, we got a great ruling on the Christian web designer. The Supreme Court ruled in favor of that young lady. Still one big decision to come. We'll get to it. You can join us. Woke Olympics nominations welcomed at 888 It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on The Chris Plant Show. Hey, Chris here with some exciting news. Now you can listen to me live on the WMAL app. Doesn't matter if you're in your car, in the office, on the go. The WMAL app delivers crystal clear around-the-clock news coverage anywhere with cell service or Wi-Fi. So don't miss a second of your favorite shows. Download the WMAL app today on the Apple App Store or at Google Play Store. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. It is the Chris Plant Show on a Friday. Mike Opelka sitting in for Chris Plant. I have to apologize to uh, Miss Smith, but I'm not really sorry. I, I'm just saying I'm sorry you left. One of our listeners didn't like the fact that I agreed with Mike the Lib that kids need to be taught how to read. You see, I'm a big believer that if we teach kids to read instead of trying to indoctrinate them, that the kids will, will get it. And the kids will learn critical thinking and the kids, the kids will understand and they'll fight against the indoctrination. So I'm a big believer in reforming the education system and number one, allowing school choice. But if, if Mike the Lib and I agree on something that kids should be taught how to read, really, is that so wrong? Just a little message. Liberals aren't wrong about everything, just about 95% of things. So when it happens, you know, even a broken clock is right twice a day. We're keeping our eye on the uh, Supreme Court. We had the, the big ruling early today in favor of the Christian web designer out of Colorado who did not want to make a website promoting something she was against. And... Uh, Justice Sotomayor is apparently still reading her dissent. It goes on. And I think that's what's holding us from the next uh, release. Uh, but G- Judge Gorsuch wrote, quote, determining what qualifies as expressive activity protected by the First Amendment can sometimes raise difficult questions. But this case presents no complication of that kind. Close quote. So that is, uh, that is a very powerful statement on the First Amendment, which, again, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the First Amendment and the five freedoms it guarantees. And in this case, it does have a connection to both free speech and your faith. Sotomayor still reading. I wish, I wish we could carry it live. They did that during some of the arguments earlier on this case. But... Um, this, this is good news. So in the last two days, in the last just over 24 hours, we've had two strong, strong statements made about the First Amendment and about uh, your, your right to worship as you see fit with the 9 nothing ruling that's getting completely buried by the coverage of the affirmative action ruling. That came yesterday about the postal worker who did not want to work on Sundays, said so, said he worships his faith on Sundays, he celebrates his faith on Sundays and was fired for it and has now won that case. Uh, And then today with the web designer, Christian web designer, this is fantastic. We have more to get to as well. There are some other stories out there. I have to play you what the Treasury Secretary said yesterday because it's insane. And uh, some new stuff out of Robert Kennedy Jr. that I think will entertain and inform you. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Blant. On the Chris Plant Show.
Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Michael Pelka in for Chris. Thanks to everybody who's uh, joining on social media. I was scrolling through some of the responses on social media. I appreciate you being out there. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook and Instagram, mostly on Twitter, because we get a lot of news on Twitter. Things happen pretty quickly there, which is good. It's good for people who don't have a gigantic staff running Supreme Court decisions out to the curb to them, as I'm watching all the networks back and forth on this. And we did get, uh, as I mentioned, the big decision for the Colorado website designer and uh, CNN was getting mad ahead of schedule on this. Uh, CNN was not pleased that this website designer looked like she was going to get a victory. And uh, so she did. And I wonder how angry they are. And then uh, we're waiting, awaiting the, the big decision on student loans. And uh, it, it should be a, a huge, huge disappointment for the left. The Supreme Court apparently has reached a decision on student loans holding that Missouri, at the very least, has standing in this case and able to uh, dissent. And the vote is 6-3. Again, Justice Kagan is dissenting. The court agrees with the states that the HEROES Act does not authorize the debt forgiveness plan. Now, in, in case you didn't know the nuances of this, the White House had used a, um, an, obscure, an obscure act called the HEROES Act, which allowed loans to be forgiven in times of uh, international or national problems, distress, and therefore they were saying, well, you know, we used to use this for soldiers, and we used to use this to say that if you're serving in times of war, we were going to, you know, step on your debts and allow them to not have to be ruining you. So the Biden administration has uh, gotten a big loss on this one. The debt forgiveness program that utilized the HEROES Act and trying to tie it to COVID, I guess, which really wasn't. And COVID has been over now for what, over a year? Uh, this is a big, a big loss for Biden. And this is going to make a lot of people angry. And starting in October, they were supposed to have to start paying back their student loans that have been on hold since uh, COVID. So all of those loan payments for three years that were paused now have to begin. And they were still holding out. They were holding out hope that, that Joe would be able to expunge their student loan debt. Well, I'm sorry, Bunky. You're going to have to start paying back those loans. For that PhD you got in one-legged Native American lesbian folk dancing, it's uh, it's on you. So you're going to have to put in a few more hours as a barista. I think this is great. I think this is a terrific decision because of so many people who were going to be hit by picking up the tab for for loans that made no sense. All of the people that I know who work in the trades who never went to college, who, who saw college as something that didn't make sense for them, for those folks that have to be saddled with the payments on this, it just didn't seem fair. And let's go back to that one line that the left is constantly throwing at us. It's about fairness. Well, in the case of these student loans, this was never about fairness. This was about buying votes for about a trillion dollars. So I, I can't wait for the outrage on this to happen. 
and I'm sure it's it's already forming. I, I they had to know this was coming. If you listen to the cases, if you listen to the arguments being made in the case, I think it was back in uh, February of this year, we had uh, the ability to tune in and hear some of the arguments. Uh, the uh, the six justices who lean conservatively were very very skeptical of this program and wondered why a loan for going to college to get a degree was more important than somebody who left high school or graduated from high school and then wanted to take out a loan to start a landscaping business. How was one different than the other? So this is a a great, great day and a great win. I'm very happy to see that. And uh, again, the outrage will be fun. So this has been two terrific days, has it not? I'm I'm very, very pleased with all this, and I hope you are too. And this is, again, another reason why the Supreme Court and the control of the openings in, on the Supreme Court are so vital, so very vital. This was absolutely... So we should be celebrating. We should have a celebratory lunch. Now, here's, here's where it's going to get funny. A couple of days ago, we had the left doing handsprings because they believed the gerrymandering decision out of North Carolina, I think it was, or Tennessee, and there was a previous one out of um, Alabama or Mississippi, where the left perceived the court's ruling to be a slap in the face to Republicans and a big win for Joe Biden about redistricting, and they loved the court 48 hours ago. 48 hours ago, this Supreme Court was just, they were great. Look at all the good things they've done. They've given a big defeat to Trump and a big victory to Joe Biden. And now they hate him. And now you've got uh, uh, Elizabeth Warren and her, her quotes are going to be revived over and over again about maybe packing the court. I don't think there's enough time to pack the court. I don't think there's going to be an opportunity to pack the court ahead of the election. So uh, again, the Supreme Court strikes down Joe Biden's plan. Joe Biden's plan to wipe away student debt. And for everybody who stopped their loan payments three years ago and didn't take that money and put it into maybe your own personal escrow account or isolated it, if somebody was really smart, they would have taken their student loan payments, maybe even half of them, and start squirreling them away into another account because you knew inevitably that was a debt you owed or you were being dishonest uh, with yourself and everybody else. This is a big stinking deal. But if those people didn't do something about that, then it's on them. This is, again, leaning us back towards accountability and personal responsibility. And I'm old enough to remember when Nancy Pelosi predicted this. I don't know about you, but I'm old enough to remember when Nancy Pelosi, when she was still Speaker of the House, spoke on this very topic and kind of predicted this outcome. People think that the president of the United States, is this more on the subject than you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that power. That would that has to be 
an act of Congress. Bingo. Nancy Pelosi nailed it. So uh, (laughs) I love the Internet. I love the ability for us to reach back in time to July of 2021. Just under two years ago, Nancy Pelosi knew this was happening and publicly tinkled on Joe's cornflakes. It is just fantastic for me. Is that wrong for me to say that? I hope not. Uh, Thoughts on this? I I think this is great news. Great news. It's uh, absolutely beautiful news. Uh, 888-630-9625 is the number. The phones are bubbling on Friday. Uh, Let us... Let us see what's happening on the phones today. I know we've got different topics all over the place. Let's start with uh, Ronnie in Massachusetts. Hello, Ronnie. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. Hey, thank you so much for taking the call, Michael. I really appreciate it. Um, I listened to the president's response to the Supreme Court striking down affirmative action and how he passionately said that, you know, protecting diversity is all important Um, to also uh, maintaining diversity of leadership in colleges. And I sat back and said, you know, when have you, President Biden, or any other Democrat ever fought for diversity? For example, say when Riley Gaines was violently assaulted for having the audacity to come to one of these forthright indoctrination campuses and have the gall to say that biological men shouldn't be uh, competing in women's sports. Or when people like Officer Tatum, Candace Owens, um, uh, and you know several other uh, conservative, non-progressive people of color go to college campuses and their race gets thrown right out the window. And when Biden talks about diversity and inclusion, or any Democrat for that matter, what they're really talking about is preserving ideological homogeny, where no matter what color you are, everyone thinks and votes exactly the same and they're talking about how striking this down affects you know a diversity of leadership when 90 to 95 percent of the professors on all these campuses are raging communist marxist left-wing zealots and democrats for years have used affirmative action to just pack college campuses with zealots and revolutionaries and activists and so when i hear biden talk about this It just completely falls on deaf ears, and it just shows all of us that they're not committed to diversity at all. They're just committed to every single person, no matter what gender or race you are, all thinking and voting exactly the same, and they'll settle for nothing less. Ronnie, you have just nailed it on several different points. Thank you, sir. That was an excellent call. That's truly what's what's going on here is that the the plan— that the progressives have tried to put in place and foist upon America has been stopped in its tracks. And a lot of America is finally waking up, which is a very, very good thing. Uh, Dan is on the phone in uh, Illinois, my old home state. Dan, I uh, hope you're listening on WLS in Chicago. Uh, How's your day going? Anything good happening in your day today, Dan? Hello, Dan. Dan, come in, Dan. Ground control to Dan. We're going to put you on hold, Dan. We'll come back. I have a suspicion he might be doing the happy dance. Ed is in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Ed, welcome to the Chris Plant Show, sir. What's going on? Is it the phones? I don't know. Maybe everyone's napping. 
All right, I'm going to Miramar Beach, Florida, and Ivan. Hello, Ivan. Welcome to the Chris Plant Show. That's th- that must be our phones. Well, we'll try and we'll try and straighten that out and uh, figure out where the heck we're going. <laughs> I do I do have more to share with you because there was just so much goodness yesterday. There was so much uh, incredible goodness yesterday, and the mainstream media lost its mind initially over the uh, over the ruling on affirmative action. And how bad did it get? Well. Listen for yourself. The ethics and the scandals that hangs over the court, as well as the larger legitimacy question. I fear what will happen and what will there be many lawyers who look like Charles and I in the future or doctors or accountants. Um, It is a problem and it's not preferential treatment. Well, it is preferential treatment now because the highest court in the land has weighed in on it. They absolutely have told us, yes, it's preferential treatment. And it has to stop now. I promised you uh, some uh, Woke Olympics nominations. So we will take those as well. If the phones are working, we will do that. Uh, Before we go to break, I want to share with you something from Robert Kennedy. We talked briefly yesterday about Robert Kennedy Jr. and how he seems to be holding steady at 17% of polling. He was 20%. He slid back to 17. He kind of stays between 16 and 20 And I think a lot of it has to do with the uh, attacks from the left on his stance on on vaccines. And we'll get to his answer on that. But yesterday he was asked, hey, listen, if you don't win this nomination, are you going to support the Democrat, Joe Biden? If you don't get the nomination, you won't support President Biden. I don't know what I'll do. Let's see how the Demo- let's see what happens in this campaign. Would you then support a, a Republican uh, or run as I, an independent? I, I, you know what? My plan is to win this election, and I don't have a plan B. I like that. He doesn't have a plan B. It's all or nothing. And you want a guy going into a primary challenge, although the Democrats don't want him going into a primary challenge, to say it's all or nothing. We're going to burn the boats. That's an old reference. If you know your history, when you go ashore to take on the enemy, you cut the ropes and burn the boats and set them out to sea. There's no plan B. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant on the Chris Plant Show. It is the Chris Plant Show on this Friday. Friday, Louia to you. Mike Opelka in for Chris. I'll be here Monday, too, and then Chris comes back after the Independence Day holiday. Hope you've got great plans for yours. We, uh, we are going to be focusing on, of course, the news of the day, which is good news if you're a conservative and you believe that you shouldn't have to pay for somebody else's dumb ideas for student loans and uh, celebrate all the good conservative Supreme Court decisions that have been rendered. And we're also going to take nominations for the Woke Olympics. I'll share with you what some of those are because there are some really good ones. And we'll try and take your calls. We think we got the right size hammer and hit the phone machine a couple of times. So let's check out, although I'm nervous about this one, because it's uh, listed as Jeff the Renegade Democrat in D.C., uh, Jeff, welcome to the show. What's up? Well, I'm I'm glad to hear that um, they struck down affirmative action 
And also, they struck down the student loan business, whereas the Democrats just entered just giving away stuff to get power, and they ran out, they're running out of stuff to give away. That's the whole <laughs> thing about that. Yeah. And, and D.C. government was recently, whom I, that's my arch enemy, having trying to give away free bus rides, among other things. And they don't have any money in the budget to hardly pay for that and what they got right now. Well, Jeff, so uh, uh-huh. Jeff, you sound, you sound like a man with good common sense uh, and you call yourself a Democrat. Now, there are a couple of Democrats out there that actually have common sense. Uh, a lot of them don't. But you sound like somebody with good common sense and you're in D.C. Is D.C. truly trying to allow people who are not citizens to vote locally and actually run locally for elections. I heard that. Trying to do that. And I, and I, and I say this, if they, if they, if they, if they keep attempting this, the house district committee ought to abolish home rule in DC period and take the government back over because what, because that's illegal and unconstitutional what they're trying to do. And I do read the constitution I keep a copy of it with me at all times. So I, read I love it. that. What they're uh, trying to do is unconstitutional. And people might call me Uncle Tom, Uncle Remus, or whatever. But I just say, look, I'm following the dictates of the U.S. Constitution. That's all I'm doing. And you all are not trying to do it. It's just giving away free stuff to gain power. And it's not working anymore. You're running out of stuff to give away. Yeah, that's just so right, Jeff. Thank you. Uh, excellent analysis. I, I might have to take away your title of Jeff the Renegade Democrat. I think you just might be a man with common sense. And in the case of D.C., you've nailed it. Uh, this, these attempts to give away stuff to get more power, and they, they're running out of stuff to give away, which means they're going to start looking to take more money from you and me to get more stuff to give away. But today's a good day. Today's a positive day. We've made great strides in returning the country to sanity. The student loan decision, the Colorado website decision, the affirmative action decision. I'm only sad that the Supreme Court is really out of decisions to render. We have to wait now until the new cases in in the fall, which I'm sure are going to be interesting. And we are, what, 593 days away from the election? Yeah, there's going to be a push to try and expand the court. The Democrats are not happy today. They're like one of the other dwarfs, grumpy, I think. It's Michael Pelka in for Chris Plant. Join us, 888-630-9625. More updates and the Woke Olympics next hour on the Chris Plant Show. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.